0: I'm Tavin Nasir and this is Leadership Biz Café, a podcast that provides insights and tools to help leaders take on the challenges and opportunities found in leading today's workplaces. Leadership Biz Café is brought to you by Tavin Nasir Leadership, our leadership firm that offers keynotes and corporate trainings in both in-person and virtual settings that will help you to improve the way you lead and guide your organization's growth and future successes. To find out how we can help you today with your leadership challenges and discover your untapped opportunities, visit our website at tavernasir.com. And now I think it's time for me to brew up a brand new edition of Leadership Espresso Shot. It's been interesting to watch the ongoing debate over RTO mandates and employees having greater flexibility over when and where they work. As with most debates these days, there's a prevailing tendency to view the solution through that binary either-or lens, specifically that the solution is either a fully remote workforce or one where everyone returns to some form of a pre-pandemic model of work. Even the focus of how we measure which solution is the most effective has been narrowed down to a singular metric of which one leads to more productive employees. It seems like every other day, there's a new study that shows how employee productivity decreases around 30 to 40% when working fully remote, followed by yet another study that shows the decrease is more around 10 to 15%. Regardless of how these researchers collect and interpret this data, the real problem this debate exposes is that we're obsessing over the wrong metrics. And more problematic, that these discussions are missing a critical key of what's really needed to better navigate the inevitable transformation that's already underway in terms of the future of work, not to mention the evolving expectations employees have and will continue to have for those in leadership positions and the organizations they work for. As leaders continue to debate the merits of flexible work arrangements while issuing various forms of RTO mandates, there's a clear message that I doubt many of them realize they are sending out there. A message that impacts a critical aspect to being effective at leadership. And that message is, I don't trust my employees. That unless I see them with my own eyes working at a desk in our office space, how can I trust them to complete their work? How can I trust them to achieve the goals I assigned to them for our team and organization to succeed? Consider the findings of a recent study shared in Fortune, which not only demonstrated how nearly half of companies with RTO mandates had a higher level of employee attrition than they had expected or planned for, but they also had a harder time recruiting new employees to join their organization. When we realize how RTO mandates communicate a lack of trust in our employees, is it any surprise that these companies are seeing a higher turnover rate? as well as having a harder time attracting people to join their organization. Sure, the current economic uncertainties makes it easier for organizations to focus on employee layoffs over recruitment, but astute leaders understand the cyclical nature of the global economy and how every downturn is followed by a period of growth where attracting and retaining employees will be key to driving that growth and future success, something that will prove to be more challenging thanks to this erosion of trust. And there's a simple reason why communicating this lack of trust in your employees' ability to do their work is leading to this rise in turnover rates and difficulties with attracting people to join your organization. And that is, in this fight to control when and where employees work, these leaders are taking away their employees' psychological need for autonomy. In some of my leadership keynotes and workshops, I share with leaders how all of us are self-driven through three core psychological needs, one of them being our need for autonomy, that we feel in control over what we do, and that we're able to make choices over how we'll perform a task or complete a project because we've attained a level of mastery in performing that role. And that as leaders, we're focused on developing and supporting our employees' sense of autonomy not only to prove that we don't see their role in our team as just being to do our bidding, but to motivate our employees to invest their unique talents, creativity, and insights to the work they do. And this serves to create a positive feedback loop because as your employees develop and learn new skills, they will gain even more autonomy over the work they do because they become stronger and more valued contributors to your team. So if you haven't understood what's behind the pushback from employees to various RTO mandates, I'm sure it's getting clear now. And again, there are studies that clearly illustrate this reality. One study reported in Fortune showed that employees were happier, motivated, and more excited to be in the office if the choice was theirs compared to those who were mandated that they had to be in the office. And there was another study featured in Forbes that found Workplaces which offer a fully flexible policy, one where employees have the choice to decide for themselves how often they work in the office, grew the most in headcount as compared to those that now expect employees to be back in the office full-time. Meanwhile, a study by Greenhouse found over 75% of employees are ready and willing to look for work elsewhere if their company decides to stop offering flexible work arrangements. In other words, the companies that embrace an employee's autonomy to decide for themselves how to best achieve the goals assigned to them are better suited for growth and expansion as compared to those who want to return to a pre-pandemic approach to work. And I've met my share of leaders who convince themselves that this is a problem for some other industry and not theirs. As I've advised these leaders that's a dangerous blind spot to have, considering that your competitors also have access to these findings, and will no doubt make efforts to transform their approach to not only retain their employees, but to draw employees from your team to join theirs. I know I've shared a lot of study findings in this Leadership Espresso shot, and it can seem overwhelming, but I do want you to understand that I'm not trying to paint a picture of doom and gloom, nor am I advocating that you have to forego the office space and embrace a fully remote approach. Rather, my goal here is to get you to recognize That the very thing that your employees need from you today is something every leader right now has the choice and ability to give. Something that I said was missing from all these debates over the future of work namely, that you trust your employees to do their jobs. That your focus is not on the hours they put in or where they do their work, but on ensuring you're providing them with the resources and support to achieve the goals you both agreed to set out to accomplish. And to that end, that you work in partnership with your employees to understand how to best support their efforts and to provide them with opportunities to learn and grow under your leadership, regardless of how often you meet face-to-face or work under the same roof. That you're leading from a position of trusting others because you want to empower their sense of autonomy so that your employees will be inspired to deliver their best. After all, the heart of leadership is not about when and where your employees work. It's about how do you support your employees to achieve your shared purpose, the reason why we do what we do. So, allow me to leave you with something I share in my keynotes and workshops on empathy and leadership. It's a greeting used in the Swahili language, Sawabona. Sawabona roughly translates as I see you. As I share in these sessions, This is about seeing someone beyond what they do or your relationship to them. It's about seeing them as a whole person, that you see their hopes, their dreams, and how they see themselves. In terms of leadership, this means showing your employees that you see them beyond their job titles and roles, and even who they are today, and see the potential of who they can become. And with that insight, you're driven to help them as much as you can to live up to that potential. That should be the real focus of your leadership right now, because frankly, focusing on RTO mandates is the easy way. And as I shared in Leadership Espresso Shot 29, leadership is hard, and it's meant to be hard. And honestly, if you're focusing on making your job as a leader easier, you're not being a leader at all. This might sound like some tough love, but I know most of you who listen to my podcast are truly driven to improve the way you lead. And from that vantage point, I hope this edition of my Leadership Espresso Shot series gives you a sense of direction and purpose over the noisy headlines that keep proclaiming the end of flexible work, only to be disproven a few days later by more studies showing the unwillingness of employees to accept efforts to make an executive's work life better at the expense of their own. Now, if this is something you or your organization is grappling with, and you'd be interested in having me speak with your team about it, or maybe I've piqued your interest about my speaking work around empathy and leadership. I'd like to encourage you to reach out and contact me to learn more. One way you can do that is through the contact form on my website at TanviNasir.com, where you can also check out my speaking and workshop pages to learn more about the topics I can discuss, as well as what past attendees have had to say about my work. In the meantime, I'd appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate and review my podcast to help support my show. I'm Tanvi and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Café.